podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Laura. We are sisters and business partners. As we also run a recruitment business with a twist together. Wonderful. So, Lars, what can you expect from our show? So much stuff, Em. Advice, tips and wisdom on business and recruitment with some life hacks thrown in for good measure and a lot of laughs. Oh, yeah. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to a Fresh Perspective on Business podcast with me, Emily Leyland, and Laura Leyland. Hola, me llamo Laura. ¿Cómo estás? Also called Marisol. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into our Spanish alter egos at some later stage. But if you don't speak Spanish, hello! <laughs> hello! <laughs> it's me, Laura. It's not some Spanish Yeah, chick. don't worry. Yeah, we don't have a Spanish imposter on the podcast today. It's just Laura, but I'm just feeling quite exotic because it does feel tropical in here today. Yes, it's getting cooler by the five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it is getting cooler by the five minutes. I've only, I thought that I would be in shorts. So, because I've got a huge bump at the moment, well, it feels like a huge bump. I only have two pairs of really old maternity leggings that fit me. Um, and when it, we've got, I've got two client meetings today, and I just have to wear them because I have no other pants. Oh, I literally, I've not even got any maternity jeans because I've only got shorts that you know would be all right because I just thought I would be fine with the weather. But I can't wear shorts when it's pissing down. I mean, you can. I can, but then I've, I've got cream on my legs and I'll have creamy wet legs. <laughs> that sounds awful, doesn't it? But I was like, what am I going to... I mean, I've got a, a meeting today later on, and that's fine, but there's a, a meeting later, later on, and I've never met them before. And I'm going to be like, hey, my big maternity leggings, but I don't oh, know what else to do. Oh, I've not got a dress. I have, but I d- I've not brought it. I've not brought it. I know, oh, man. I, I know, but I just thought, they're coming here, so it is more chilled. And I've told them it's a chilled vibe, so hopefully they don't judge it, me. And if they do, then they're not, they're not for us. Well, I'm pitching the recruitment direct services. And, I and hope they know. are for us. But I'll but, be like, you know, you know, I'm, I'm professional. About, if they're bothered about that, then. I mean, you could wear my jeans. They'd probably fit you. Yeah, they won't, babe. They definitely won't. Just you in case much you didn't smaller than you think you are. Just in case you didn't pick up on the the maternity leggings comment, and you don't know Emily's bump is not something. She's not banged her head. She's actually um pregnant. Pregante. I am having a bambino. I'm like twenty. Called Vince. Called Vince. <laughs> Laura wants me to call my baby Vince because she wrote Tom a poem last week for his birthday, and his surname is Ince. And she. Do you want me to read it out? Read the it poem. out. Oh, this is nice. Yes, go for it, but I'm going to take these headphones off. They really do my head in. Right, let me just find it. Okay, ready? Yeah, I'm ready. There was a man called Thomas Ince, and hairy spiders made him wince. He spends time in the garden waiting for concrete to harden, and has a baby on the way called Vince. <laughs> <laughs> so Laura is. I mean, she is dedicated to the cause. Every Can't single now, birthday. Though. And there's a few birthdays that crop up, isn't there, over the over the year. She will literally write a five-line limerick in them for each one, even if she's only bought your card that day. <laughs> <laughs> so Might not be the best be word. But you'll still get a limerick. And I really admire you for that, babe. Well, I w- one time I didn't have time to do it, and I sent Pete's sister-in-law a car without a limerick, and she was sad. Well, so I had to send her another you card. Do, you have, you've set, yeah, it's I an know, expectation, so isn't it? I have it? to do it now, yeah. It's like if you sent money in every card, you know, when you're, when you're growing up and then people suddenly stop putting money in your card. And you're absolutely outraged because you're like, why? I still need money even now I'm 21. I am still Piss some, off. I might not be a child, but I am someone's child. Children don't need money. <laughs> but when I'm an adult, I genuinely do. It's, yeah. it's the wrong way around. It is the wrong absolutely. way around. Absolutely. Yeah, rhyme, uh, the, <laughs> the website rhyme. Rhyme Zone is my best friend. Yeah, yeah, Words yeah. that rhyme with ints. Yeah, yeah. 
Very good. Yeah, I just and he think is scared of spiders. Spider. He's very scared of spiders. And do you know what? Last night there was a moth in our room, and we were going to sleep. And my eyes—I mean, there was a lamp on still. And my eyes—I'm just following this bloody moth, thinking I don't want this moth to land on me. And I'm not really scared of creepy crawlies, but I don't want something landing on me when I'm asleep. Yeah, what freaks me out about flying things in the room when I'm asleep is that if I sleep with my mouth open, oh, I'm shit, like, don't yeah. like, I don't well, like. Well, what's it? that thing that people say when they're like, "You eat eight spiders a night"? I'm like, do no, I? Is it a year? Oh. <laughs> and that, <laughs> eight times 365. That'll be a lot of spiders. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, I'm not putting that into my fitness pal. <laughs> I mean, the protein content might be oh, good. that's well, making me feel weird. Okay, let's but I'm on. not scared of spiders either, but if there's a spider in the house, Emily deals with it. But I said to Tom last night, I didn't actually could get this moth, because I'm not going to be as nimble on, on the bed because I'm pregnant, so he could get to the moth quick. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't get the moth for me. Babe, do you remember when I killed a cockroach for you? Oh, babe, I do. Why are we talking about Why this? Why is Tom not doing this? I don't know, but I don't like the cockroaches that are poo-coloured. <laughs> are they just... And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not... I, I, didn't know they, I didn't know they came in a variety of colours. They do. Right. You know, like the ones that are like a tan leather bag? Yeah. That's what I mean by poo colour. And then you get your darker ones that are more like a scarab beetle. Right, you, know, that you see on mummy films. Yes, those ones are much more. They're much nicer on the eye because brooches are made like that. But no one makes a poo-coloured brooch. <laughs> anyway, babe, what number um, podcast episode is this? So I know we have a time cap today. For goodness' sake! So this is 156, and it's called "Keep on Keeping On." And Emily, I think that's a running phrase. Is it? I think so. A guy I used to know, keep on trucking. Yeah, like, you know, like, keep calm and carry on, but keep running and carry on. You know what? I was thinking to myself, when um, I nearly finished my 18.2 mile run the other day, I was like, just keep running, just keep running, run, 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 I'm running up that hill. Oh, I love that song. I know, I do like I Kate don't, Bush. I don't know the words, though. No, it's Did you know that Sinead O'Connor has passed away? I don't. Pete told me this yesterday. Nothing compares. Does she sing? Nothing it's been six, six, 16 hours and 15 days. days. Something it? like that. Yeah. Oh, oh she's got some really good music. I she know. was the lady with the skinhead, wasn't she? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she was cool. I don't know what's happened, but she's no longer with us, God rest her soul. All right, patient I really hope that you are resting now. Um, and, yeah, so moving on, only because we've got a time cap, not to be, you know, oh. awful on Before Sinead. you move on, there's a TikTok, an Instagram reel that I sent to Pete. And, um, you know, he, he takes ages to get his stories out. And he talks really slow. Yeah. And it's this little girl on a trike and her head thrown back like this. And it's going, it's been 16 hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it made me laugh. Oh, like, this is how I feel with stories. This is you. <laughs> oh, my God. Pete does so many things slow. But we're only envious because we do everything fast. Yeah. Pete must have so much time in his brain oh my God, to just think about the shit that he wants to think about. Imagine that space. Wow. Yeah. Which is probably just about lifting weights, eating biscuits and watching films. Yeah, but I don't think about any of that shit no. for myself. I think about nothing for myself. Like I was like, oh, what we, what can I eat today? Nothing, because I haven't prioritised that. Okay. So I had to ask Ashley to check if my pizza breads were mouldy this morning, because they uh, went out of date on wow. the 20th of July, which when is uh, two weeks ago. That wasn't on the job spec for a PA either. No, and she's like, you're all right, babe. There's three pizza breads here and none are mouldy, so it's a tin of tuna and a pizza bread what for a me win. today. 
Non-moldy pita breads. It's a win for the day. It is because sometimes I pull a crumpet out of my drawer and I'm devastated. I do this all the time with my gluten-free tortilla wraps when I'm making fajitas. They come in an eight-pack, but I only need Stupid. three. They should come in several I, ones. I roll them up, put them in a Tupperware, um, like roll them up in a plastic bag, and then I come out and they're, and they're still moldy. Just the vacuum pack thing seems to stop the mould, but we can't achieve that at home in our just standard kitchens, can we? Pete's wraps last for ages. Yeah, but that's because they've got more preservatives in, obviously. Why can't uh, preservatives don't have gluten in them? I don't know why they're not putting them in the wraps. But no, but this also is you not don't want many preservatives in your diet, though. I know, but I don't. Want, I don't but like, you want wraps in your diet? Like three pound fifty for a pack. Yeah. Okay. Well, you need to speak um, to the manufacturer. Anyway, what is anyway. one hundred and fifty-six in Spanish, Laura Leyland? Episodio numero ciento cincuenta y seis. Very Safe. good. Okay, and what is what's the aim of the game? What's the what's this uh, episode about? <laughs> this is Laura's suggestion. She can tell you what it's about. It's like how do you keep going um, to hit your goals and achieve your, the success you want when you've given it everything you've got and you feel like you've got nothing left in the tank, but you have to keep going. How do you do that, and why should you? Okay, and Laura has the answers, and I have some of them. Do I? <laughs> yes. So, the what inspired me. So, if you've been following the podcast, I'm going to post on social media. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I am very interesting. She's very popular. <laughs> I, I'm training for a marathon in October. <laughs> so, two weekends ago, I ran 18.2 miles, which is the furthest I've ever run. And two weekends before that, I ran 16 miles. So the 16 miles was really hard because I did it on my own and I got to 13 miles, which I've done a few times now. And I thought, I absolutely cannot keep going. Oh, sounds grim. I've never been in that situation before. I've never felt that bad on a run. I wanted to sit on the pavement, cry, and ring a taxi to get me home the last three miles, which seemed like it was so far. So three miles is 5K, depending on what um, measurement of distance you use. But I didn't want to, in the end, I was like, right, no. I texted my friend Tony because he wasn't available for a call. Uh, no one else really r was available because they're all busy doing things. So I was like, no point ringing or texting people. And he gave me some ins some motivation through WhatsApp. And you just ringing while running? Yeah. Well, I stopped because I was like, I can't go anymore. Right, okay. On Exton Lane, in the rain, thinking this is awful. So far from home. So far. Without a car. Like Dorothy. Without a paddle. Yeah. I just wanted to click my heels together and be in my, in my room, from room, on my couch, eating chocolate. Like Sabrina. Yeah. I, I honestly, I really genuinely wish I was a witch at that point. I had a wand. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I was it. like, right, come on, we've got to get home. I can't, you can't jump on a bus and you can't get a taxi, even though I really wanted to. So <laughs> I, instead of changing the goal, I changed the plan. So instead of just running three miles, I walked up the hills and I, I jogged very slowly down them and along the flats. And I like looked at points in, in, in front of me. I was like, I'll, I'll run to the shop that I can see, get a Lucasade, walk for a minute while I drink it, and then run down the hill. And, and then you'll have to stop for a wee. Stop for a wee. A nice break. Yeah. So, and I got there, it took me three hours and 46 minutes to do 16 miles, which is still okay. That's a long yeah, time Yeah, it's a long it's time. Apparently, apparently training is all about time on your feet. So, and I'm really, really chuffed that I did it and I didn't give up. But at the time, I was so close to it. Yeah, yeah. And we're talking about, this is sort of... What Laura is absolutely talking about here is is it's so easy to give up, isn't it? Giving up is the easiest option. Just especially when you're on your own, own. especially when you're on your, on your own and you can't motivate yourself and you've literally nothing left. But ultimately, it's not it's not about that. And I guess we're trying to liken this situation 
to just the rest of the world. And I think most people... And I think this is because of this instant gratification world that we live in. Most people give up, don't they? Most people have got these really big goals in mind or they've got things they want to achieve or want to have. And But ultimately, barely anyone gets them. So you know like when you look at these um, inspirational books, the sort of self-development books, and they talk about the is it the world's 1% the like the richest people just occupy 1% of the world um of the population and it's because they're the people who have got this mentality where they don't give up and sometimes it might have been handed to them fair enough but ultimately most people are like I want to do this but if it gets hard I'm going to give it up and I don't know why it's like this it's because you can you can achieve I guess an easy life without having to do do you know what I mean? Without having to go like crazy and do things that ultimately would be super hard. And that's how you build resilience though, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. some people we've interviewed, um, we are, we need people to be resilient at fresh because it is hard. Recruitment is hard. People can be really rude to you. You can just have a really crap week and nothing is going your way, even though you've worked really hard. And you have to be able to pick yourself up, to be able to pick each other up and keep going. Yeah. And we ask some people, they have no idea what the word even means. And then I suppose it's bounce back ability. And we had someone in that came and did some training on resilience and she didn't believe in that. She, she doesn't think you need to hit rock bottom to be able to build resilience. And I disagree. I think a lot of the things that you can do to build resilience, like self-care um, and, and, and looking, after you, looking after yourself and learning and there's loads of other things. But I think if you've not had to overcome something, yeah, I don't think you can really... You might be resilient in some way if you haven't, but I think that's what really builds and grows resilience yeah. is overcoming something and then looking back and going I did that I overcame that and I know that I'm stronger than I ever realized I was and so next time you already have that confidence that you have that strength within you to do it yeah and this makes a lot of sense but I guess resilience then wouldn't serve you alone you've got to be able to pra practice reflection yeah and so and and that's um that kind of reminds me of how Laura talks about awards as well so we we attend awards ceremonies and obviously we we do our own awards in the shape of the freshies which were in june of this year which were a massive success but you do get a lot of people especially on linkedin who will slag off awards it's like it's all about your ego it's all about it's all about winning and and absolutely those things do play a part in it but ultimately a big part of the award stuff for us and what it makes us or what it forces us to do when we're writing um, applications and stuff like that it forces us to look back and reflect on what we've done what we've achieved and how how far we've come in crisis and I agree like so I really enjoy I'm not, I've not got a therapist at the moment but I've, I've probably been in therapy on and off since I was about 16 and ultimately I would interview my therapist like I would interview people to come at work at fresh because I want to know that they've had hardship in their life because if I'm being if I'm being counseled by someone who's never experienced pain or trauma and I'm not wishing that on anyone ultimately how can you how can you empathize with me um, and and, try and understand where I can be coming from if I have received those things like I had a midwife when um, when I was pregnant with Billy who's not had kids she's not had babies and again I'm not I'm not saying that she can't be a good midwife but when I'm talking to her about birth and how that feels she doesn't truly understand she doesn't truly it. understand no and, and because I, I I wanted a c-section for various reasons that i'm not going to get into now because they're, they're quite dark but then she was like i know but you could just you could just have a just have a natural birth you know you're really fit and healthy and it's like okay but i feel like if you 
if you'd given birth yourself you and it was traumatic, yeah. for example, then you probably would be able to empathise and understand my situation more. And so I do, I do think it's, it's there's really something in that. And as business owners, you, there's no way we would ever spit. Well, there's no, I can't imagine there's a business owner out there that's not experienced some kind of shit, unless they've literally just started. Unless they've just started. And, it's not and that's yet. hard enough. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's just been given to you, you've been, you know, you've got a really, you've got a really successful parent, they've passed a business on to you, it's all singing or dancing, they just can't be asked working in it anymore, and they're like, hey, work in this. I mean, God, it sounds an absolute dream. And it probably wouldn't happen because that in itself is tricky because the parents won't want to let go. Yeah, there's all like, that is stuff. The, what you've just said is a fairy tale, really. Of course it is. And it, yeah. and, and it might happen, some, but not very often. Yeah, absolutely. And at the moment, you know, it's we're we're talking to people like last week's podcast all about recruitment director stuff and how we can sort of come in and make your business better, starting with recruitment. But ultimately, like me and Laura are probably stretched at the moment because we're really focused on different things, and I guess we're not doing the things that we want to do in our business for different reasons. And it's because it's because stuff's hard. But ultimately, we have to think about the the end goal, and we have to keep on keeping on, don't we? Yeah. And it is that fire, it's that passion, it's the it's remembering the reason, I guess, why you are doing this. I mean, I'm not really sure how you motivate yourself with the marathon, in all honesty, because Laura, I mean, we I was going to do the marathon with her, and then I got pregnant, and there's absolutely the no way I can do it. Things you will do to get out of the marathon, I'll do, absolutely. <laughs> Laura genuinely thinks this is why. <laughs> uh, I literally spoke to someone now. I'm like, hey, babe, how can we get out of this marathon? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I've got a great idea. <laughs> but um, we both benefit from. Absolutely. Well, I'm not really sure about that, but yeah. Well, he had a great time <laughs> at the time. Yeah, sorry, I'm not slagging out Tom, but he doesn't listen anymore. So oh, it's fine. He doesn't listen but, either. Um, oh, it's from Mum Listens. When she, I, when she's I our top up, fan. She is. When, when, when hey, Mum, we love you. She comes to my house on a Friday and she's, um, and I'm like, who's with her upstairs? Because she'll be upstairs or whatever in man. I'm like, who's that? But it's her playing the podcast, which is really, really sweet. But yeah, the reason why Laura ended up, and Laura loves exercise and loves like big things like this anyway, so that's cool. But it was part of our review process that we do with our team so we have reg- we have one-to-ones every month every two weeks if you knew and um, and then we do you sort of big appraisals every six months and in that it's absolutely not just about work the balance is is really fair so we talk about what they want to achieve in their personal life how we can feed that through fresh are the charity things they want to complete that we can do it fresh and I think it was Vicky who said to you she wants to run a marathon so Laura's like I'll get on that with you well she said I want to run a marathon but I don't think I could do it by myself yeah and I was like okay well because we, we're amazing bosses and we want to weave in personal goals and yeah, help yeah. them feel successful and achieve things I was like well I will help you do this well then how do you motivate so that's a really good point so how do you motivate yourself to achieve someone else's dream because it, it was it is actually something that I would like to achieve so I see running a marathon like a massive goal like probably the biggest physical goal I've ever You've set ever myself done. yeah and I'm really goal oriented without a goal I just wandering around just doing shit with no real purpose and yeah. I don't feel content or happy I have to have something to work towards um, and in the gym, it was always like lifting more weights, but I had a horse riding accident when I was 16. And so my back isn't great and it can go at any moment. So that it's just not feasible for me to keep lifting more weights. So I'm like, what do I do? Because I'd like a goal with my fitness. So the marathon really 
that is keeping me to track. But what I do, and it's, it's easier now I've done the half marathon in May because I, the experience, and it gives me goosebumps every time, makes me feel really emotional, of running down Deansgate to the finish line yeah. was amazing. Yeah, and um, yeah. See, it makes me feel emotional now, and I picture myself crossing the finish line at the marathon. And when I was on Exton Lane, That's struggling... And it perked me up. I got goosebumps and it just lights a fire within me. I don't yeah. know how and I don't know why, but that is what sometimes and quite often keeps me going. And then because I've told everybody about it, I will not lose faith. So that's the accountability <laughs> yeah. factor, isn't it? And I think that's, and these are really good points. Like these are getting me into the groove now with this because it was Laura's suggestion. Because at this moment in time, I'm a little bit lost. I'm tired all the time. I don't have a lot going on in my personal life because I'm pregnant and because I've got a little a little baby. Um, and so it's like you just you just lose yourself. And and I was talking to Laura the other day about this. And when because Laura's like, you know, but you still you still you still Emily. And it's like, yeah, I am still Emily. But ultimately, if you can find me time to be Emily right now. I, I will pay you because you can't find it. So it's the, it's almost impossible for me to find time to focus on myself. And we have booked a spa day, haven't we? We have we have done a couple of things that like I'm going to um, Edinburgh Fringe this weekend, um, which is and and but that's on the Tom's birthday. Ow! So that's me prioritising Tom. And, and doing something nice with Tom, but luckily I get to be involved in that. And we have got some things coming up, but ultimately if I'm not doing it for a purpose, because I don't class me as a purpose, purpose I don't though. end up prioritising it, yeah. But so what she said about visualisation and it's finding out what fires you. And like, you know, like, a, like if a song comes on, me and Laura really like, I don't know what the word is, but if a song comes on. It's like emotive and passionate. Yeah, but it's what the tr it's triggered by something, isn't it? So it could be words in a song, it could be a song that takes you back to a certain time or even you know like getting we don't I don't really have it anymore I don't have it with sales as much but you know like when you well you, you do when you're speaking to someone on the phone and, and suddenly you connect and I'm like oh my god and, I and get my really eyes glassy, go glassy. Eyes. Yeah, yeah it's that passion that yeah I do it sometimes when I'm talking about fresh to someone on a proposal call yeah and they're like wow we can really see how because they can see it because they can see that yeah. my eyes are wetter than they were before I used to get that really like speaking to candidates like not like, hearing their personal story and I'm like oh my god we can get you this job we can change your life for the yeah. better but you forget that when you're in the thick of it being reactive all the time you forget about it and it's thinking about if you whoever it's in business or personal or whatever it is think about what is it that you need to see in order to get you through that well, one thing that did it for us um which surprised us both and we were asked to speak about female empowerment and we watched yeah. the um the nikes um nike is it like um it's nikes it's no. there's always is it like, like, a like a girl? And then the Nike is something else. I can't remember. It's two separate videos. And that lit a fire because we're so passionate about women and equality and breaking down barriers and glass ceilings and empowering women to be the best they can possibly be, uh, regardless of sex or gender. And that, and that, so it's remembering that that fires you up. And that is a goal. I know it's different and it will take shape in it. And, and it take form in a different shape and manifest itself in a different way but it's still purpose yeah, and it's yeah. still a goal and it's how do you keep going when you've nothing less than sight you're feeling really rubbish about yourself like you've lost yourself and you're not yourself and you're not doing things that Emily likes to do it's still how do you keep going towards that goal yeah, yeah. regardless of that so that's, the, that's like the, the same situation but in a different scenario no absolutely and, and we did a talk so we, we were asked to do a talk on female 
female empowerment. And obviously this was what Laura's talking about was part of our research. But even just Laura bringing it up, then I'm like, fucking hell, we did that recently. Like, why? But because we've not set a goal, like we have got a goal where we've got a loose goal of we want to do more public speaking but as you know if you're a goal focused person it's not a goal is it want to do more pu- more public speaking there's it's not a smarter goal or whatever they're called it so it's basically not going to happen and it's like Laura just brought it up now and I'm like shit yeah we did do that that was a really passionate and firing moment for us but honestly I've just forgotten about it because we're not we've not been asked to do something like that again it's because if someone else asks you to do it, you then, right, I'm going to do it for you. And it's annoying what you can't, like, do it for yourself. And I think that's what's so nice about with the marathon for you. Because you gen- as much as you, you you jumped on it for Vic, it has to now become personal. Otherwise, you'll never achieve it. I it, it, I wouldn't have if it was not of interest to me in the absolute slightest I probably wouldn't have yeah, done it because it's such it has taken over my life like I have yeah. to get my long running every weekend which now I'm running long takes four hours yeah and then I have to stretch and just recover shower and eat it, it takes it's a up day, more, and then it? I'm yeah, absolutely yeah. done in so I can't really do much after it so it really does take up a lot of time yeah. so if I wasn't interested in it at all I wouldn't have done it um but that can what you've just said really brings me on to my next point so when you've got nothing left in the tank and your confidence is knocked because you've struggled with something but you know you have to go further it's all opening up and and realizing that you don't have to do it on your own so it's whether you ask for help um, or collaborate with others, which we're doing now. You're not asking me for help, but we're collaborating, and I've reminded yeah, you yeah. of your goal, of your purpose, and so hopefully you will have renewed vigor and passion towards it and get back on plan with it. And how I ran 18.2 miles, I didn't want to go because I was my confidence was really knocked by the 16-mile run. I didn't think I could do it, even though I did the 16 miles. It took everything I absolutely had to do that. I thought, how am I going to add on another 10 miles? Yeah. So I didn't want to do it, so I was like, right, what really struggled was that I was doing it alone. Yeah. Um, because I can't always run my running you club. You did an ally, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I can't always run with my running club because if I have something on on a Sunday, like a christening, I have to run on the Saturday and they run long on a Sunday. So I asked Tony Greenwood, who's obviously um, a frequent co-host on the podcast, if he would run part of it with me. And I asked Pete, my boyfriend, even though he doesn't run, he's a strong man, if he would run the last <laughs> five miles with me. Just, he's a strong man. Just pull it out of his ass because he's not run for, for years. Uh, so I ran the first um, six or seven miles by myself. Tony joined me for, for six-ish. Uh, I can't, you know, the exact numbers do add up to 18.2 miles. And Pete ran, and Pete, I was like a baton in a relay. And yeah, Pete yeah. picked it up and he ran the last five. And we weren't always talking, but I knew I had somebody there with me. It's just me. someone in your corner, isn't it? Yeah. That's And that, that feeling of not, of not being alone, because I guess that's... That's probably what parents feel like, as much as you're not alone, because you love your kids and you want to spend time with your kids, and they are the most important thing to you, but you feel lonely. Yeah, and solo business owners. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this back to business in a minute. I'm, I'm really conscious of time today, because we are really, really stretched thin. But I was speaking to someone, and this is going to probably make me get glassy-eyed, because I'm already doing it, thinking about it. But they were like, oh, my God, it's really nice seeing like what you two have got and like, how you've got each other's backs and stuff. You said, because I feel alone in my business. And I was oh. like, and he said, when things go wrong, and, and all this kind of stuff, oh, God, I didn't get upset about oh. it. <laughs> but, but he was like, when things go wrong, I have no one to turn to. And I was like, oh, God. And that, that must be so hard, and we understand that. But that leads me on to the, my final point, is that when I was saying, how did Laura get on someone else's dream? 
that's ultimately your employees. So if you are a business owner and you've got goals and aspirations and you've you've can visualize it and stuff, what your job is then to do is get everyone in your office, your workplace, your environment, whatever it is, pumped up, fired up, passionate and, and motivated to help you achieve your goal. But that becomes part of their goal and their story. Now, you do that by treating them well, by reviewing them, by encouraging their personal life to come into work to set to, to blur those lines between work and home life so they feel more like a family more belonging and then you can actually achieve it and that's what we've got at fresh we do have a team of people who are genuinely in our corner and don't get me wrong it's not always been like that we've had oh a God, lot of shit with not. regards to employees we've been there we've seen it the good bad the ugly and that's why i feel like we can give advice on this but i would say that our team now are the best they've ever been and and i do think they are with us on our journey even oh, if sometimes yeah. we lose sight of it because it's hard work every step of the way our team are with us well, they're not running with us but they're, they're congratulating us on our wins and they're, they're encouraging us to do it and reaffirming our belief in ourselves that we can do it yeah. and we do that for each other on the daily absolutely absolutely god and this you, was emotional for fuck's sake and just one if you are alone as a business owner and you are in lancashire this i'm not being asked to plug this at all but i go to a group called your affordable board emily doesn't come with me because on a friday and she has billy bongo on a friday so, so Laura a, wants a buddy. <laughs> it's a collection of business owners. Uh, it's not networking, but you obviously naturally do get to know each other. And you sit around, talk about each other's problems that you're having at the moment, and you give each other advice on how to help. And then the whole group helps one person with a big problem, gives asks loads of questions, gives loads of advice. So every single one of those people is not alone because we have each other. Oh, this is really so nice. So if you want more information on that, drop me a message on LinkedIn, um, and I can send you it. But it, it just and reach out in general. Yeah. just reach out in general because we do realize how how hard it is and i think the more we we bring this community together the the better it will feel absolutely and come on our networking walks and we'll yes, have a good look at our networking we'll, events we'll have a, they're all for charity but we all have a good chat we go for a walk we get fresh air we get our steps in it's good for our mental well-being but we just we just what is it chew the fat i don't know babe, but it sounds right to rights yeah something Put the like world that to that's it yeah yeah very good. I'm there cold you go. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right, we're gonna have to go. See you later. Thank alligator. you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to a fresh perspective on business podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to us and don't forget to follow us and leave us a five star rating or review. You can also find us on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. God, we are everywhere. And our website address is www.fp-resourcing.co.uk. And that's a wrap. Bye. Bye.